Welcome to episode number 136 of Taking With You for September 11th, 2011. Well, today on the program, Aim, we're going to uh, play the second part of our interview with Phil. Cool, and we get to hear a song that he sings, too, don't Yeah, we? he's actually singing on this one. I guess last time some people were confused and thought that he was singing on it, but he was not. He was playing it and had recorded it. But this particular song we're going to play this week um, is actually him. It's called I Celebrate You With My Life, and he uh, he's singing on it and playing it and everything. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I haven't heard it yet. He's got an awesome voice, so yeah, it should be fun. But our program today is uh, the second part on divorce recovery. How to rebound or or come back from a, a rough relationship breakup. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate with it because uh, divorce affects just about everybody yeah, whether in you're some way, whether shape you're or form. the person who got divorced, or you're a child, or nephew, niece, cousin, mother, father, mm-hmm. it affects just about everyone. It does, and uh, and most of the time, I mean, I mean, I know some people are relieved when they finally get go through with the divorce and they're out of an abusive situation. Which, of course, that's important that people don't put themselves in a situation where they're being abused. Um, so there's some relief in some cases, but in a lot of cases. It's just really hard because divorce is just tough because you're you are ending a relationship where a lot of people were involved, not just you and the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our dog is wanting to walk into the cords here, so I'm telling she her she wants not. to help. I don't know what she wants. What do you want? Usually she lays down on the couch next to me when we podcast, but I kind of move things around. A I'm lot not going to say anything about what you are right now. What I am right now? Mm-hmm. You told me I couldn't say anything. Oh. Um. Yes, you can't. You could. No, because I don't want them to picture what I look like. Um, now everybody's going <laughs> to think you're naked or something. Oh, no, no. I'm getting ready for a wedding, so my hair is up in these like curly things. So I look kind of spacey weird. They look like little uh, neon worms that are stuck in your hair. Thanks, dear. They're, they're pink and blue Kind of twisty rollers, kind of like the futuristic version of um, curlers or whatever. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm Rick, and I'm Amy, <laughs> and you're listening to the Take Him With You podcast, which we weren't going to talk about how my hair looks. You talked about it. I didn't. But we weren't going to bring it up. Okay. You brought it up that uh, I looked weird. I did not. Yeah, you did. I just said that you look. Yeah, I didn't say how you look. You okay. are the one who said you look weird. I would yeah. never say that you look weird, dear. I could never say that. No. We don't have, you know, a secret to a great marriage uh-huh. is is not to have a comfortable couch. <laughs> because I could say, if if you say something mean to me, you'd have to sleep on the couch. Oh, I was but, like, what in the world are you we don't have about? a comfortable couch. So I'm thinking, what does it have to do with furniture? You have to, we have to get along. So in other words, if, yeah, I, you can't kick me out to sleep on the couch. Yeah, because we don't have a comfortable couch, really. Well, not one you sleep on really well. Yeah. 
sometimes if you have, if you know, if one of us has a bad cough or something, we might try to come out and rest on the couch for a while. So our friend Tim slept. Our friend sleep. Tim slept on the couch. Yeah, but he's younger. <laughs> yeah, I guess when I was young, I could sleep anywhere. Yeah, I used to sleep on um, like gymnasium benches. You know the risers. Really? When I was a kid, yeah, wow. all the time. Because my I brothers, slept on a gym floor before. I remember that. My brothers were in sports from the uh-huh. time I was a baby because uh-huh. they were a lot older than I was. So you would just sleep. So I had in the lots of naps and and early that's probably in the you bleachers. know that probably prepared you to be married to me, uh-huh. so you can sleep through it when I'm playing loud music and crashing and booming and. All that jazz. Well, I try. I try. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have a funny story to share with you when we talk about what's going on at our house. Okay. So we'll be back right in a moment to talk about what's going on at our house, and then we're going to play the second half of the interview um, with our our friend Phil Donaldson. So stick around. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela. Then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. How's that guy get his voice? By Kevin Cloud. Yeah, the girls from Anomaly are sure awesome, aren't they? Yeah, I I listened to one of their podcasts just this week. Oh, cool. Which one did you listen to? The one that about the space exploration? Yeah, yeah. I actually (coughs) finished that one because I had listened to part of it, and um, then I listened to the second part. And I'm excited because on another podcast I listened to, of theirs, mm-hmm. um, they said, I think maybe it was the Lord of the Rings podcast, they said they're going to have an interview with um, a lady that was involved in NASA. Oh, very cool. They also, I think, interviewed somebody from Virgin Galactic as well. Oh, no, that's what it was. It yeah. was Virgin Galactic. Well, they're trying NASA. to get, no, they're trying to get um, an astronaut, female astronaut on the show. Okay. I don't know if they have yet or not. I have, I mean, I haven't heard it yet. I do know that they just got done recording a new anomaly and uh, it should be out pretty soon. So everybody go check out their podcast because they're really cool. And, you know, we, we know not just Jan and Angela, but we also know Casey and we know Sue. And um, I don't know Anne very well. I don't know her personally, but I do know the other two. And uh, they do the supplemental um, cast on uh, Anomaly and they do a great job. Mm-hmm. And they've got some really cool things planned, too. Sue just got back from going to Dragon Con and another convention. And she even... Um, has provided some audio. I need to listen to it, but she provided uh, one of the panels at one of the um, conventions she went to that was on faith and sci-fi. Oh, and so I'm going to try to grab some audio from that. She wanted to know if I wanted to use it on Taken With You, and I thought that would be cool. Yeah. So I'll I'll see if it's usable and if we can glean some stuff off of that, and then uh, perhaps we could put that on the show if anybody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear it. That'd be fun. So let's talk yeah. about what's going on at our house because we need to get through it quickly. I've got a wedding I'm going to do today, mm-hmm. and uh, I still got a bunch of work to do. I'm working on the uh, commercial release of Rose of Mars for a gentleman named Stefan Sonic who is in Australia, 
and uh, we're working away, getting everything polished and ready to go. Plus, I, I've been working on a, uh, a job for some folks, um, uh, uh, some parody songs for some folks that I'm actually uh, being paid to work on. So it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You have that. And, um, oh, you have exciting news. One of the app, apps for iPad and iPod oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, came out today that you did the music for. Yeah, if, if for 99 cents you can download the HD version for your iPad mm-hmm. or your iPod. Um, it's called Bible Teaches, and all you have to do is look it up on in iTunes, Bible Teaches, and it's a puzzle game that has music on it, and the music I did right here in the studio. Mm-hmm. In fact, we listened to it this morning. Before we got out of bed, I mm-hmm. downloaded it on my iPad and played it. And our daughter sang on it along with some neighbor kids. Yeah, and that sounds and, kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's it's a very cute little app, and if you have kids or grandkids or nephews and nieces, it would be a, a nice little app to have on your handheld device. iPhone, it'll go on whatever. iPhone, iPad, iTouch. Um, because if you're ever like having to wait for a bus or mm-hmm. you know some a doctor's appointment or something, it's a nice little puzzle game that. And they I can know play. adults that'll play it too. Oh yeah, I played several rounds. This Did morning. you ever get to the second round of songs? I didn't. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah, there's there's uh, six songs, but I only heard three of them on the on the app so far. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. I but, did uh, about six or seven. Puzzles, I did about twelve puzzles. There's twenty six puzzles, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And it um, the puzzles are just a it turns into a Bible picture, but then there's also um, I think on a lot of them they have the scripture reference to that mm-hmm. story. So if your kids were interested, what's that about? Jade, come here. You could um, go to crosswalk.com or Bible Gateway or open a real, you know, paperback a Bible. Re- oh, my gosh. What's that? Well, you never know. A paper um, Bible? Are you kidding? I mean, I have, I actually have, what is it called on my iPod Touch? I have You have Bible, Olive Tree. Olive Tree. It's Olive Tree Reader, and then yeah. you, and you download the Bible for free on that. But there are a lot of, you can pay for it. I also have it on it. my Kindle, too. You can but... get the Message Bible. You can get all mm-hmm. sorts of different things on the iPod or the iPad. Uh, the iPad's great for reading the Bible. I mean, it's nice big screen and I can flip through different versions of the Bible. And it's pretty cool, translations and stuff. I like it. When when our kids were little, we had a really neat um, picture Bible for them, a couple different kinds. I bet they have that on one, one that was um, big pictures and just a few words on each page. They weren't very detailed stories, but they were great for preschoolers who had mm-hmm. short attention spans and or early readers because they could read them themselves there weren't a lot of words and then um another one that the kids had that they liked a lot was like a comic book bible yeah that was it was called the picture bible but it was in comic book form and they made jesus into superman right no it just was (laughs) laid out like a comic book like john the baptist was iron man no 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 Hey, talking about Iron Man and all of that. Mary was Wonder Woman. When, when is the the um? When is that movie coming out that's going to have all the superheroes the together? Avengers. The Avengers. The, all the supergirls together. Superheroes. Oh, I said. I thought you said supergirls. Superheroes. Do you know when it's coming out? I'm sorry. I'm not good at that. I don't. You get to see Thor again, though, so you'll be happy. <laughs> Just because my my mom's maiden name is has Thor in it. But anyway. Torsvik. Torsvik. And Ina Valfrida Torsvik was her name. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is her name, dear? Well, Ina Valfrida Torsvik Bale, but she just, most people just know her as Ina. Your mom is cool, by the way. You just she need to is know very cool. We, we hung out Thursday and Friday, and um, I, I'm painting her kitchen, and she has, the walls are called Whipped Butter. It's a very pale. And very just, greasy, I would imagine. No, it's just a very Tasty, though. Soft, you can lick the wallpaper. Mm. It's soft. It's just a soft, soft yellow. Just rub your popcorn on it. Mm. And, um... And then I something cotton something is that the trim color. It's just a kind of a, the color of cotton linen. Okay. Kind of that's the trim. The All wood. right. She has an old house, so it's got lots of trim for me to paint baseboards. Hey, Catherine, come here for a minute. I'm just calling our daughter. It's got baseboards and it's got chair, chair railing and it's got big um, fancy. Trim around the doors, the big thick. Oh uh, yeah, like it's nice. It's Can't a... be thick enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a story in itself. Yeah, we have thick trim around our French doors, but that's you because might not I tell I made why. the hole too big. <laughs> yeah, so we had a big gap. We yeah, had to cover. That's true. But yes, my mom has a a very old old house. So okay, Catherine, come here for a minute. What? Who said bye? What? Did somebody say goodbye? I don't know. We're recording our podcast. I think right Andrew's saying it. Come here. Come here for a minute. I need to come down here and talk for a minute. Get over by mom so you can be by the microphone. Go around that way. Go around that way so you're on the right side of the mic. I'm so confused. It's all right. Come here. All right. Get down by mom so you can talk on the microphone. Get down there. Okay. You've been doing your online school now. We've had people asking questions about what it's like. So tell us a little bit about you're doing online high school, public high school. Tell us how you do that, because because it do you just um, do you just put up this program or do you you actually interact with people? How do you how do you do it? I wasn't told I was going to do this little interview, so sorry, I just um, impromptu. If I tell you, then you don't want to do it. So well, at least know what to say then. Well, you you can but, tell us. Okay, you have no so trouble talking, dear. To, hey. <laughs> um, well, first off, every morning I log on to my laptop. Okay. Um, they actually gave me a laptop, which is kind of cool. Got one in the mail, didn't you? Yep, we didn't. Know Guess it's cheaper it. to get a laptop in the mail than to have all your textbooks bought at the school, yeah. huh? Okay, so um, we have to go onto the website. Okay. And we put in our username and password. Okay. And then it has all our classes on the page. What's your password? After... I'm not telling. Okay. Okay. Even though my whole family knows it. Um. Then we ha- we see all our classes, and um, we have to log into each class when we want to do our assignments and read les- lessons and Okay, such. do you have classes every day? Um, yes. Well, I mean well, Monday I mean, through Friday. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Do you ever do you ever do any live ones? Yeah, we actually have live sessions for each class about once a week. Um, they're usually about an hour long each. Okay, so what do you do to do that? We have to. You click get, into some type yeah, of yeah, some kind of live session. And do you actually hear the teacher and see them? Yes. Well, the There's teacher you don't really just... usually see them. Sometimes. Well, sometimes if they want to. Um, put on their webcam. But put on their webcam, we can see them. Um, but can, it, can they see it you? It makes it really slow for some people that don't have fast internet. Though, oh, I see. So they don't do it that often because it could. Um, some people wouldn't be able to be uh, on it at all it. then. Freeze 
I could freeze it. Um, so then you interact. Do you get to talk with people? Um, yes. <laughs> and yeah. um, there's a little chat box for before and after the class. Well, and we can also chat with the teacher. Like, we can talk to them the whole time, but they usually take off the chat for everyone. Right. Um, during the session itself. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun so far. That's cool. So you're liking it? Okay, so you're taking uh, French class, eh? Yes. Okay, so give us something in French before you go. Say something Bonjour. you know. Well, we all know that. Bonjour. How about your name? Do your name in French, because that's awesome. Catherine. Okay. Do you know any other phrases that you've learned? How do you say hello? Bonjour. (laughs) How do you say goodbye? Au au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Okay. Yeah. My mind froze. (laughs) You don't know any other things in French? I know them, but... You're sitting in there talking all the time to the computer. It's kind of goofy. Yes. Ah. You know what Y sounds like? It sounds like Greek instead of Y. It's, it's a lot more. I thought it was y. funny that W is double V. Double V. Because it looks like two Vs. So it oh, makes yes, sense. It's Z. Z. And, Z. Uh, what were some of the other ones that were? Okay. So you know, like you're learning English. French. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And algebra. And algebra. And creative writing. Have you been writing anything writing. creative lately? Um, E kind of. What's your story about that you're writing right now? I don't have a story I'm writing right now. Oh, I know. I'm just writing I've got a great story that you could do in creative writing. Why? All right, here we go. It was a dark and stormy night. And Catherine stood on the deck of the ship and said to her first mate, Amy. Okay, we can Amy, tell us a story. And so Amy began. It was a dark and stormy night. And Catherine stood on the deck of the ship and said to her first mate, Amy. Amy? Tell us a story. And so Amy began. We can't repeat everything the whole time. Creative writing. Yeah. All right. Well. Creative writing, you have to think of your own story. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're doing well in school. That's great. Yeah, she's getting all A's so far. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. A's. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing about online school. Do you recommend it to people? Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. You want to say anything else? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. There you go, everybody. That was my daughter, Catherine. Kathleen. Talking about online school. No, Ka- Catherine. 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 <laughs> I don't know. There's probably people that speak in French that listen to us, and I sound like an idiot. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My wife just agreed with the fact that I'm not even going I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Um, I did get a chance to do a cool blues song for um, for the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. We celebrated our six year anniversary um, for the Treks and Sci-Fi and podcast. Sci-fi. So I was I, going like it's only been two years for us, hasn't it? No, two years of what? How long have we been doing our podcast? Uh, we've been doing um, two and a half years now, I think. So it'll be three years in January or February. Yeah. First of February, really. Yeah. And uh, Trex and Sci-Fi has been doing it for six years. And we celebrated with a live broadcast um, or a live podcast uh, last Sunday. And it was a lot of fun because I did a song called, uh, instead of Yellow Submarine, I said, We all listen to Rico A. Dusty, to Rico A. Dusty. It was funny. Yeah. But this week, he's reviewing um, that uh, Enterprise episode. Anybody watch Enterprise? 
I watched it. Remember the one where they go back, or where uh, they're sitting there eating dinner with the captain to Paul and uh, Tucker and Cold uh, Creek. Uh, no, no, Carbon Creek. Creek. Cold Creek. That's Cold a that's Creek. like an ice cream, is, isn't it? Oh, Cold Stone. Cold Stone. Uh, Carbon, <laughs> Carbon Creek. Carbon okay. Creek was the name of the yes, episode. I remember the episode where very well. To Paul's grandmother crash lands on Earth. Next to in Pennsylvania. Was it like in the 1930s during the Depression? Or when something? they launched Sputnik. Oh, so it wasn't the it 30s. It was later. It was like the 50s. Yeah, and so um, they land in this place, and and that's the real first contact. So T'Pol shares this story about her grandmother while they're eating dinner, and it's quite a fun one because and then you get you to think, see him. And you think it is a made-up story because she kind of says at the end, well, you just asked me to tell you a story. Right. And then she goes back to her room and and pulls out a lady's handbag that looked like it was from 1950s. Yeah, kind of cool. So so I wrote a song. Oh, okay. And it's called Going Down to Carbon Creek, and I'll play it right here for everybody, and then we'll get into the interview. Uh, You'll enjoy this one. You think you know when first contact really was? Well, think again. It was back in 1957 in a small town in Pennsylvania called Carbon Creek. Four Vulcans crash-landed after watching Sputnik launch. We're going down to Carbon Creek. Let's see who we can be. Going down to Carbon Creek Let's see who we can be Said I love Lucy on the TV What about the three stooges? Oh yeah Helping at the local pub Watching baseball with my bud Watching baseball with my bud Live long and prosper Someone said the de-stress call I actually like that episode of um, Star Trek Enterprise quite a bit. 
Oh, we're talking about the song. Oh, well, the song was about the episode. Yeah, I like the song. It Was that an original song? That was an original song. Because I thought I remembered hearing you play um, harmonica. Yeah, I was playing harmonica on that. You know, though, I have to say it. Most of the song was written on my iPad sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah, I, I think I saw you write it last night after dinner. And... A lot of those were loop samples that I used um, to do all the music with. I played the drums and, well, not the real drums, the iPad drums. And I, I did play the real harmonica and I did really sing. But the rest mm-hmm. of it was all uh, program stuff that I did on the iPad. So you program program in one section of drums and then you loop it? Uh, no, not on the drums. No? Well, kind of. Um, I don't know how to describe it to you. Those of people that play GarageBand on the iPad understand how that works. It's so do they have a of the preset songs. of a certain rhythm, and then you can pick that preset? No, 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 I did the rhythm myself. That's why I say the drum. I played the drums with my fingers, and then put those into a pattern. Okay. But the but the like the 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 um, the guitars, the slide guitars, and everything are actually loops that I dropped into the sections with the rhythm that I made. Okay. Does that make sense? And the bass too, I dropped that into as well. Not exactly, but but your other musician geeky friends will will totally get you. Well, I just had fun. I thought it would be fun to do a little tribute to that show and that particular episode, and so I made a a song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did. Well, I I wonder if Rico will say anything about Velcro when he does the podcast. I don't know, but that is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I remember talking to you about it because in this episode, there is a point where Velcro is brought into the 1950s. I'm not going to try to spoil it with anybody, but I remember saying to you, don't you remember that which Apollo mission was it? Was it Apollo 9 or something? There's one of the Apollo missions that they believed failed because of Velcro. They had coated the inside of the the astronaut's cabin with uh-huh. Velcro so they could stick things, and they went fly around. Yeah, but didn't it and cause it, static? It was, well, it was very flammable, um, and it caught on fire, I can't, and which, the astronauts died. I, can't, I don't think it was 9, I thought it was 10, but I don't know. I can't remember. I would have to go look in the history books. But it was one of the Apollo missions that I heard, like a documentary, that they think it was the Velcro that burnt, that that caught on fire and wow. then caused the astronauts to die. I had no idea. It was awful. I think I all do because that it's now. a Paul. No, <laughs> just kidding. Her grandma. Her grandma. Who happened to look just like her? Yeah. But that's another thing entirely. So, yeah. Uh, it's an it's a just a silly sci-fi story and I don't know hey, why Hey guess we're what so everybody just what? For, as Trek lore What um you and I are going to be hosting the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast coming up on the 25th of September only a couple weeks away and we're going to be reviewing an episode together Yeah which so yeah we're doing one of the worst Star Trek One of the episodes. worst TNG episodes ever called Shades of Grey yeah. So that should be a really fun podcast. So everybody's going to have to, uh, mm-hmm. we'll let everybody know about that. Maybe even replay part of it on the Taken With You cast, which would be fun. Maybe. And hey, talking about Star Trek. Ha- happy 45 happy years. 45 years to all oh, of Oh, you were going to say that, huh? Yeah, I was. I didn't know that. You knew. I was. Yeah. Matter of fact, don't you remember? I, wow. About a couple minutes after midnight one night, I wished you happy 45 anniversary of Star Trek. Oh, you know what? This This needs something. Hold on. Okay, Amy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay.
Sing it with me. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Star Trek. Happy birthday to you. One more time. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Star Trek. 45 years to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Star Trek. Happy birthday to you. Live long and prosper. Boldly go. Happy birthday, Star Trek. 45 years. I can't believe you actually sang that with me. That's well, too hilarious. We'll see. We'll see. We may have to edit that out since um, I'm not much of a singer. No, so. that was awesome. I'm leaving that. That was great. So should you send that to Rico so he can play? No, don't. No, 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 no. No, once is enough, and I hope nobody rewinds and plays it again. That's... I didn't sing it very I didn't, well. I well, didn't I didn't have it we on tune doing. at first, but it doesn't matter because we were just <laughs> paying tribute to Star Trek. Happy 45 years. Okay. Yeah. With that said, we better get on with the show. Uh, yeah. We have a great interview from our friend Phil, mm-hmm. who is talking about a divorce that he went through and how God helped him get through it. It, it wasn't easy. It's never easy. Divorce is always um, uh, a difficult process. Even, like I say, even if... Um, even if it's to get out of a of a rough situation where somebody's being abused, mm-hmm. that's not. A, I mean, that's a good thing. You need to get out of things like that. You don't need to be staying in somewhere where you can get hurt um, or or abused. That's not a good situation. Or your children keep, you know, yeah, getting abused. Right, not a good situation. So we, you know, when we when we talk about divorce, you know, we know that a lot of people are affected by it, and that's really what we were talking about: is how to rebound or come back from a relationship that's gone sour. Or, or has ended. And, you know, a lot. there's a lot of really awesome people out there that have gone on with life. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that still suffer and have a, a rough time. So we're going to play this interview, the second half of it. And then at the end, we're going to come back. And there's just a little bit that Phil um, wanted to say. He wrote me a quick email and said that there were a couple of things that he did not cover. And it's just a little small, uh, you know, just a couple of paragraphs. But he wanted me to read it um, on the podcast so that everybody understood where he was coming from. Because, you know, when you deal with a subject like this, it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he was being interviewed and it was on the spot. And so, um, you know, he thought about some stuff later that he really wanted to be able to tell people. And so he wrote to me. So we'll come back at the end of this, share that, and then we'll introduce next week. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So, uh Everybody, here it is. This is an interview with my friend Phil, part two of re- Relationship Recovery, Dealing with Divorce, right here on Taking With You. I never knew that it would feel like this When the two that raise you up and call it quits Nobody told me about the emptiness When the place you call home is closed for business I push the pain down, I gotta get by Loud and clear. So, hold me now, Father. Human love ain't enough. I found a bit failed by the people I love. But your faithful arms, they surround me. And 
So, so when she asked for the divorce, it kind of came, did it come out of left field? I mean, did you know you were having problems or were you like a lot of guys that, uh, um, that went, what? <laughs> well, I knew we were, we were, we were certainly having problems and they always seemed to kind of blow over. Um, I think one of the things, um, that, that, uh, caused the problem was the fact that we had moved way out to, uh, the Poconos. Um, which is was very far away um, from uh, from work. We moved like an hour. It took her an hour and a half to get to work in Newark, and took me a little over an hour to to um, to work get to work where I was working in in New Jersey. Wow! And so, um, yeah, against my better judgment, I agreed to move out there, and uh, I think that's I think that's one of the ways that I had you know, contribute to the downfall of the marriage because I knew that our that it wasn't going to work out. I just knew that it wasn't going to be a healthy healthy environment for our family because, you know, we'd just be spending time commuting and I knew I, I knew I couldn't handle it, but you know, I kinda gave in uh, you know, because she was so um she was so excited about it. Right. And, so okay, so Things start to dissolve. Your believers, your are you are you attending church together? Yeah, we're ter- attending uh, church together. And um, and so what when 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 you finally said, well, okay, um, we'll get this divorce. Was what did the how did the people at church react to that? Well, this uh, this by the time she wanted a divorce, um, we'd gone through a bunch of. Um, a bunch of uh, experiences through through churches. Um, at the one church we were attending, uh, the the pastor had left. the pa- The pastor who I had, who I had uh, built a relationship with, um, he had left. And then there was a junior. Uh, there was a junior pastor, and then another pastor came in, and that by then at a certain point we had moved to another church and then she had stopped attending church so by the time she said she wanted the divorce uh she had she had stopped she had pretty much was kind of getting out of um getting out of uh attending church right. uh, the second church we went to we we had done we went to counseling um but nothing had come of of it right do you feel that the uh do you do you feel that the counseling didn't work because of just it it was it was it a good counseling thing or was it was it, did it have good information or was it just not the right timing? Well, it was I don't know what it was. It was partly she didn't we went and she didn't really um she didn't really speak. Right. At the counseling um at the counseling session and afterwards she said it was because she thought the guy was too young and um you know hadn't been married long enough. Right. Okay. So there was extenuating circumstances then. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, nothing is uh, simple about my life. If I were to sit you down <laughs> and and give you my full life story, uh you would you would see that um Nothing, nothing in my life. I don't do normal. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. Okay, well, okay. Let's let's push on now and let's talk about. Um, okay, finally, you agree to this. You, of course, there's probably lawyers involved and paperwork and all this jazz, and the marriage ends. 
what was it like for that experience to happen for you? What what was it like the day after the papers were signed and it was done? Well, it felt like a failure. It felt like a, a serious failure because, you know, not only had my family failed, you know, not only had I failed my family, but I had I've I felt like, you know, I played a part in failing God because for me, marriage was not a trivial thing. I didn't go into marriage lightly. Um, you know, for me, marriage is not just, you know, two people standing in front of a preacher in a church ceremony and their friends and then, you know, going off to, to live life. This was a covenant a covenant between the two of us and God. Yeah. And, you know, I you know, this was the one thing that I was that I took very, very serious and um so this was a a devastating loss and even the day of the divorce you know i i had i felt like um denzel washington in uh malcolm x there's that scene where he's going to that meeting where he's about to be assassinated and there's just this this very very um specific look to the to the to the scene and a very specific feel about it and i felt like it felt like that a little bit <clears throat> and then at the end of the um after the divorce was final my attorney said congratulations Ugh. and i was yeah and i was like no this is not a happy occasion right this is not a happy occasion at all while there was a certain amount of relief because um um, the divorce took um, a long time to, to take place. Uh, my ex-wife, uh, le she left in August of 2006. The divorce wasn't finalized until April of 2009. Wow, that's a long time to, to stretch it out. Yeah, and then between that... Um, my daughter had gone away to boarding school in California on the other end of the country, so I didn't only f feel like I had lost a spouse, but I felt that I'd lost my whole family. Oh, man. And that's not a good feeling. No, no. So, you know, <coughs> so, I would... Okay, so what did you do? Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, you could have just curled up and, uh, you know, and just let your life get wasted away. But you didn't do that. Obviously, you're here now, and you're talking to me, and you're living your life now. What What did you do at first? What What was the What did you think? I'm gonna. I've got to do something. What do I do? Well, one of the things was that, um, you know, I knew that I had to maintain my connection to the Lord. That was one thing. Uh, even through uh, even through my despair, and certainly there were times when I felt like giving up. There, I, I will not, I will not front. I will not lie. I will not try to pull <laughs> the wool over your eyes. There were times when I did want to just curl up, or times when I I would just say, "Lord, you can take me now. You can bring me home. I'm ready." Um, and um, one of the things that I did was. Um, I made sure that I uh, was serving the Lord in some capacity. That was one of the things that I did. Um, I, um, I, I've always felt that, um, you know, our blessings come when we actually uh, 
try to do something to to serve the Lord and serve others. And so, um, uh, because I feel that my mission is is music ministry, and that my passion is music, I um, I I I sought to serve in my church um, in uh, in the music ministry. So that was one of the things that helped helped me. Of course, I was in the Word of God as well and praying. And, uh, because, you know, I was at my, I was at my weakest. So between, you know, prayer, uh, you know, being in the word of God and serving that, that helped to keep me, that helped to keep me afloat. Did, was there ever a time, Phil, that you shook your fist at God and said, why me? Why did I have to go through this? It was funny. Um, I was one of the uh, one of um, one of the brothers in my church had asked me after I told him told him uh, the, my story. He said, "Wow, you must really hate God," and that kind of took me aback because um, while I was tempted to be angry at God, um, I was certainly never tempted to hate Him because I played a part in what happened. I mean, part of the downfall of my marriage, you know, was, you know, was my sin as well. Right. You know, um, so, you know, even there were times when I, when, yeah, I would say why me, or I'd want to say why me, but I would have to realize that, you know, that, uh, A, you know, it's, it, it's not God's fault and I played a part of it, but, um, but B, that, um, um, that, you know, God allows things to happen for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, um, uh, but I think more of my despair was more of the, the poor me thing, you know, right. I Maybe would I have would a self pity. tend to have a pity party. Sure. Um, but fortunately, um, it was never poor me, poor me, poor me another. Right. Thank God for <laughs> right. that. Yeah. Because people will run to the things yeah. that make them forget about their problems. Yeah. And, and that's I, a, that's and a that, normal thing for people. And, and I did a bit of that. I mean, one of the things was, you know, I would, uh, I, you know, I started listening to uh, old time radio, to, you know, to kind of relax me in my hours alone. And yeah. uh, I was listening to Trex and sci-fi. Sure. Um, I think I uh, shared that in one of the recent podcasts. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, I would, I would listen to that and kind of, you know, in, in, you know, I started getting involved in that community a little bit. You know, I would, when, in my hours alone, I would certainly try to do things that would, um, distract me. But the main thing was just trying to, trying to serve God because, um, you know, one of the things I realized early on is that, um, you know, if I believe in God and I believe in Christ, um, then I have to believe in the eternal. And I have to believe that the things that I do for, for the Lord uh, are eternal, that right. I do specifically for Him. So, you know, in terms of, you know, ministry. And that's something that is every believer's responsibility. You know, we, we are still on this planet here for a reason, and it's sure. not just to take, spa- take up space, because if that were, if, you know, if it were the case of us just getting saved and going home, we'd be home already. Right. So, you know, part of it is that, we, you know, we have to, um, 
you know, we, we have a job, we have a job to do. And, um, in some of the, 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 the things that I'd seen in other people's lives, uh, and the things I'd heard in sermons is that, um, you know, it is through our, through our weakness and through our tough times that God, um, God is very powerful. Mm -hmm. God can be powerful. Yeah. So, um, Basically, um, you know, I kind of had to trust in that a little bit, too. Sure. Would you—well, let's just say, okay, in the from 2009 till now, mm-hmm. have you got any more answers now of maybe why this happened? Is there a, a clear direction, or was it just the fact that it just didn't work? Or was there a higher purpose to it all, or— you came out different, obviously, than when you went into the whole thing. Right. Um, what? Any answers? Um, n- no specific answers in terms of, well, Phil, I did this in order to, you know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, Don't you wish? Don't you wish? That'd be awesome. I got an appointment yeah. <laughs> with God at 4 o'clock today, and he's going to tell me exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, one of the things I realized is that, you know— um, once again, because, you know, because I be- believe in spiritual things, you know, um, I believe in God, but I believe also there's an enemy. And, you know, one of the things I realized is that that enemy seeks to destroy us, seeks to destroy families, seeks to destroy, um, seeks to destroy people. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, that plays a part of it, part in it, um, in looking back, uh, in in looking back, you know, I have to realize also that um, at first I felt like a statistic, to tell you the truth. Um, but then I started, you know, when I started realizing that I wasn't singled out. I'm not the only person who's ever gone, gone through, through, yeah, through, yeah, through this, um, and that um, it's not even unusual for Christians to go through this. It's, a, it's an unfortunate thing to say, but you know, I just had to. One of the things I just had to deal with is just the bitter reality. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. I, I, because I think a lot of times people think there's going to be this big resolve, and there probably never is. Completely, no, I, not to something like this. It's hard. You know, no, I'm still getting over it. Sure, sure. Well, I'm still getting over it. I think, I think most times when we go through a struggle in life, especially such a challenging thing as a divorce or the loss of a loved one or you you really never are the same afterwards. No. Not no, that not, not that God doesn't use you again and and put you in good places and stuff like that. It's but it's you're changed and you know, you can either use it to be changed for the good or you can let it hurt you. And I think I think what I see in you and what I've heard in you is that you you let this difficult time refine you and help you to come out better than when you went into it all. And I don't mean better like as in snooty better. I mean like, you know, more committed and and uh, more responsible and, and really, you know, trying to listen harder to what God is saying to you. I mean, am I right there? Yeah, I think I think that's correct. It, but also <laughs> there's a part of me that just realizes I have no choice. <laughs> I just have no choice because I can't go back to the life I was living. Yeah. I can't go back to the way I was living before uh, – before I got saved, I you know it's like I can't go out there and try to comfort myself in um, 
in uh, you know you know um, going out and sleeping with a bunch of people or right. going out and getting drunk or right. smoking dope or, or whatever. Not, yeah, that's it's, not that's, that's not your option, is it? No, it's just, and you know the thing is, I have to stand before God at the end of this life. Yeah, and so you know, as as best I can, I just have to, I just have to <laughs> try to hold on. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're all pretty much in the same boat on that. You know, I mean, we can be, uh, but it depends really on what we do, what we choose. Um, last question for you, maybe you know, you never know because sometimes we get more questions <laughs> as we go. But uh, last last thing. What type of advice would you give someone who's suffering with all that comes from a divorce? What What would you? I mean, you got the mic right now. You're on a podcast. Thousands of people are going to listen to your voice. Probably, well, statistics say fifty percent of them are going to be, you know, in a in a situation where they're going to go through this or going through it right now or have gone through it. What advice would you give them? Well, the first thing I would say is, you know. Even with those statistics, I still believe in marriage because um, marriage, I believe, is ordained by God and it is a, it is a holy and sacred thing. Um, you know, the fact that, they, the fact that it fails is uh, due in part to the fact that we live in a fallen world. Outside of that, I would say, um, you know, try to do what you can to save your marriage um if if you know if the other person uh is adamant about um about dissolving the marriage you know then um you just have to go through those through those steps i would certainly say you know uh you know as a believer if your marriage is failing that you know you don't that you don't try to initiate the end of 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 the uh of the marriage because God in his word clearly says, I hate divorce. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's one of the things you want to try to preserve as best you can and try to be as obedient as you can in the situation. Right. Um, from an emotional point of view, um, you know, find someone who you can talk to, who will listen, um, you know, somebody who at least you can share with, you know, if that's possible. Um, you know, I've I had uh, a couple of uh, of friends who kind of went through it with me, who would listen, uh, you know, listen to me, uh, who would try to en- who would try to encourage me. Even even with that, though, you know, I was uh, you know I still felt alone. Yeah. And and so um, uh, you have to realize that you're going to have to struggle with that pain. And you're going to have to endure that pain. Um, and the best thing, thing that you can do is just try your best to hold on to God and talk to Him. And, you know, and, and uh, get in the Word, read His Word. Um, try to hear from Him. And, and get out there also and help other people in pain. Mm, as well, that try to help someone else. That's a very interesting concept, and and very biblical. If, if um, you look at it, yeah, yeah, because um, um, there is outside of just the fact that um, that you're you're engaging with other people, um, you um, there is a, I mean there is also a, a satisfaction to 
to to you know being able to help to help other people um as yeah. as they're going through stuff but um but the main thing is just you know as a believer you know try to be as obedient as possible and um just just keep striving you know just keep striving to move forward and knowing that know that there are days that you are not going to want to get out of that bed there're just going to be days that you're not going to want to get out of that bed but you know but you will and you do um and there are times when you're just not going to you're just not going to function properly i mean it, certainly there were times when you know i would just you know i would be at work and just you know would just try to push and push and push and um um but you just have to realize um you're not going to be 100% for a while right but ultimately uh with god's help you will uh you will make it on the other side and it's a perfect opportunity also um as as a as uh, as someone who believes in, uh, in in the lord um to 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 uh, get involved in ministry outside of that i would say just you know if you need to find a counselor to um discuss what you're going through you know uh get counseling uh find a, a trusted friend if you know uh if if you're an artist write songs about it right right um you know basically confront confront your pain and admit that you have it and that's really a step to healing isn't it yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Don't okay. try to deny it or push it aside, and and try to also um, try to also um, look back and figure out what it is that you did to contribute, you know, to what your part was in the in the uh, in the downfall of the relationship, and and try to assess that as best you can so that if you do get another, into another relationship that you won't make that same, same mistake. mistake. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine, um, told me about, um, Imago counseling and, uh, it was started, um, by a guy who was a, um, a pastoral counselor and the philosophy behind it is that, um, you know, in our lives, we, we, um, we attract, uh, we attract the our our mates who help us to deal with uh, the traumas and issues of our lives from uh, 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 that that uh, that we have with a, a significant parent, and that they're there to kind of help us through it uh, in one way by challenging our worldview and by helping us uh, to to deal with uh, to come to terms with. Uh, with those with those issues now initially we're attracted uh, to our mates by you know the differences and all the the warm and fuzzy things that um, that uh, that make up uh, romance and relationship but eventually that stuff fades away and uh, then you're left with uh, the human dynamic and um, and actually, as I'm speaking about that, one of the things that I also um, realized, um, you know, in in marriage and then in the in the struggle of um, of a dysfunctional marriage and ultimately in divorce, is that love is not a feeling. Love is <coughs> love is an action. Love is something that you have to 
that you have to will yourself to do. It's a commitment, yeah. It's a commitment, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- there were times when, um, you know, I didn't feel in love or I didn't even like my wife, but I realized, you know, I had to keep this commitment to her. I had to keep me, keep the commitment to holding the family together and keep the <laughs> commitment uh, to to God, and none of those things had to do with my emotions. Right. That's really, really an interesting uh, key to it all, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you know, what it boils down to is, you know, in 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 marriage and in any any significant relationship, you know, how willing are you are you going to be to stay committed, uh, no matter no matter what, to through the through the good times. Uh, or the or the bad times. Um, okay, I got. I I do have two more questions now that we that we've we've talked about this. Um, is there life after divorce, Phil? There's definitely there's definitely life after divorce. Definitely. Uh, it you know what you make of it is certainly uh, one aspect of it. Um, but um, life is certainly different. Um, yeah. Financially, it's it's uh, it's a bit more difficult, sure. and of, of course, you know, there's that um, there's the uh, the transition from you know uh, coming home and having people greet you to coming home and no one being there. Yeah, and that whole family, the whole transition with the family and everything. Yeah, right. Exactly. Very difficult. And. Um, so I mean, there's certainly life, but um, it's a it's a different life, and I'm even even now uh, over a year after after the the uh, divorce papers were signed, um, you know, I'm still uh, I'm still in in transition, uh, you know, in my life. Well, sure. and you know, I'm basically um, I'm uh, I'm into a I'm settling into a job that was. You know that was uh, that was new as of uh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, just you know new relationships and um, um, just having more time on my hands to uh, uh, to 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 do things as well. Um, but there's yeah, uh, there's definitely life, and right now right now that life is in flux. Um, but um, you know I know that um, it's you know, that my life is moving towards somewhere because I know that God has a purpose for my life. In Romans eight twenty eight, you know, it, it, it says all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So I know that there is a purpose for my life. It took me a while to, to uh, grasp that and to understand that, uh, but I do, I, do, I do understand, I do know that now and throughout even throughout the difficulties and the times that I feel like giving up um you know I know that somehow there's there's a purpose and it may not be the purpose that I think that God has for my life but I know I know there is one and I just have to I just have to take it day by day and trust that um that uh, that purpose will be not only revealed but it will be um it will be played out as long as you know, as long as I do my part to uh, to move forward in the right way. Excellent. Okay, one last question before I let you go. 
Phil, is God mad at you and others that are divorced? No, he's not mad at me. He's he's certainly not mad at me. It's interesting. Um and one of the reasons I know he's not mad at me, and, and here's another um, here's another thing that uh, divorced or divorcing people might uh, expect uh, from uh, people in their in their church. Um, I was approached by uh, a brother who um, who um, wanted to talk to me about the fact that I was divorcing, and that uh, as a result that I shouldn't. Um, I should I should step down from being music director um because of the fact that I was divorcing and God hates divorce and um that caused me to go into into the into the Bible and kind of look up um you know where God stood on divorce mm-hmm. and it caused me to realize that um that um God does make um he makes uh, what's the word? Um, God makes a way for the underdog. God makes a way for the person who's been abandoned. Um, there's, there's. I can't remember the address, but there is, there is uh, a, a, a section of scripture that that talks about, and and it was mainly set up for women because back in the day, um, a lot of women were abandoned. Men would just divorce their wives, uh, you know, willy nilly. And um, God, uh, God made a way for a woman to be able to leave her husband if, if um, he, he was not uh, providing affection and, and, and money. If he, she was essentially abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there was one, there, there was that, and, and there were some other things. But basically, um, in, in doing that uh, study, I saw that, that God does not, God does not fault uh, people um, who um, who have been hurt. God does not fault. Uh, he doesn't hold it against have, them, huh? He does. He doesn't hold it against us. I mean, yeah, I mean, divorce is another form of sin, but you know, it's it's no, it's no, uh, it's not, um, it's not an unpardonable sin. Right. And you know, I mean, even Jesus said, you know, <laughs> Moses. Uh, you know Moses allowed you to divorce because of your because of your hard of your heart. Yeah, yeah. Look at the hardness of your heart. Yeah. So, um, you know, God, you know, while God does not uh, condone divorce, um, He's certainly you know not going to send a lightning bolt down, you know, because I am because I am divorced. So um, that that's probably very good news for a lot of people because. I think a lot of times when we mess up or we have experienced a failure or gone through a rough time like that, we can we can tend to think that maybe God doesn't like us or love us anymore. And I think you answered that pretty well. I agree with you. I think that God cares and loves about everyone. And no matter the—I the, mean, the human condition is we are going to make mistakes. And, uh, you know, my kids have made mistakes, but I still love them. And, and um you know, life goes on, and you learn how to forgive and and go on. And if if anybody can do that, God can do that because He can forgive and forget, and and still believe in you. Exactly. And you hit the you 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 said the magic word forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, as long as we as long as we you know have a repentant heart, 
And I certainly had to go to God and say, you know, and say, I'm sorry. Right. You know, I'm sorry for, for what happened. I'm sorry for my failure. Um, and, uh, and I'm sorry for just, you know, how all of this turned out. But, you know, as long as we, as long as we come to him, he even says, you know, he's willing to forgive as long as we, as long as we, uh, turn ourselves around and, Turn away from our sin and turn toward Him. I yeah, mean, even if we're even in the yeah. go ahead. Yeah, if we're willing to be repentant or or uh, turn around, He definitely forgives. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, every time uh, God's chosen people turned away from Him and went their own way, and He kind of let them face the consequences of their sin. You know, as soon as it got too much for them, they turned to, they turned to God, right? And He was willing to take them back. He was, He was, and that shows a lot of mercy and grace in yeah, our lives. Yep. Well, and, I had, and that was. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, and that's a people who you know who God said, "Look, I'm, I haven't chosen you because you're the best, the brightest, and the greatest. <laughs> you know, I've just chosen you. That's right. Because you that's know, because right. I want to fulfill a purpose through you. And you're my kids, and I love you. <laughs> and it's the same with us. Exactly. It's the yeah. same with us. You know, yeah. um, God has, um, you know, those of us who are believers, God has brought us into His His family, not because of anything that we've done. It's simply because He He loves us, and He knows He 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 sees in us the potential yeah. that we don't above see. above everybody else. He does. He sees. That. Yes. Yeah, and that yep. that's very heartwarming. Well, Phil, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. I I so wish Amy could have been here for the interview. She's yeah, at, me too. She's at work, but that's all right. You you have to come back on, and we can talk about music or sci-fi or something fun like that, and and maybe do a little lighter subject. But I I really feel like what you had to say was very very helpful and encouraging to a lot of people. So. I think a lot of people are really gonna um, be okay. You know, be helped by this. And uh, I would love to, if we could, just uh, maybe say a quick prayer here, and then we'll end the interview and uh, and get it out so people can hear it. So Wonderful. Can you could you pray? Sure. All right. Um, Father, we just come before you in the in the holy name of of Jesus. We just thank you for the forgiveness at the cross. We just thank you um, that you allow us. Um, to come into your presence, that you, um, that uh, no matter who we are, uh, you freely uh, forgive, you freely love, and you freely accept. And just thank you for helping me through uh, my uh, pain and and my situation. And thank you also for revealing to me um, uh, just who I am and who I was, Lord, um, in my marriage and um helping me to um to um see my mistakes and see my wrong and see my sin and and kind of uh try to learn from that. Uh Lord, just want to pray for anyone who is listening to this, who is going through a, a divorce, who is suffering from separation that um somehow you would help them to find a way to restore their marriage. But if uh, if it turns out that um, they just uh, are not able to make it or reconcile, that you would just help them 
help them through it, that you would cause people to, um, to uh, come to you, Lord God, and uh, especially those who, who don't know you, that you would uh, uh, maybe even uh, use that situation to bring them to you, but um, that you would help uh, those, uh, th- those who know you and those who don't know you to just to find you and to, uh, to come to know you and to come to know the peace um, that that can be found um, at the cross, and that um, this this interview, that this podcast would be used to your glory. Just pray for uh, Rick and Amy and uh, what they're what they're trying to do with uh, take him with you. That um, that uh, as they speak and as they share and as they build relationships, that you would work mightily through them. That people would come to know. Uh, your love through the love that they that they show and that they uh, exhibit um, to to everyone they come in contact with. Uh, may everyone, in the sound of of their voice, Lord God, uh, come to um, become curious about you, come to want to know you, and to come to want to know you better. That people would um, learn something about you through this. And we just thank you and ask all of these things in your holy and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Phil, thank you so much for being on the program. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, may God bless you as you continue in life. And we'll check back in later on down the road and, and have another good chat. So thank you, Phil. Thank you, my brother. Well, there you go. That was um, part two of the interview I had with Phil Donaldson. Phil, um, just I know you're listening to the podcast. Thank you again for being on the program. And for opening your heart and sharing with us. That's not easy to do, is it, Aime? No. Well, you know, it's we've talked about this before. When people go through divorce, it, there's a grieving process. It's a loss. Yeah. A loss of a relationship. And, and it can be pretty devastating. And so, you know, not that it is all the time. We've had some people say, well, that was, you know, that didn't happen with with me, you know, whatever. But... But I think especially if there's kids involved. Yeah, somebody family, somewhere is grieving There's over somebody it. that yeah. is, like, sad about it. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's good to talk about it. It's therapeutic mm-hmm. to kind of um, get out your feelings about it and yeah. to know that other people are have struggled with the same feelings. Well, and, and also to have some hope. There's hope on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are new relationships and new new horizons and... You know, God uses anyone who will open their heart to him. And what's so awesome about that is that he forgives and and we go on, which is is a really good thing. Phil did email me with something he said that he did not say on the show and wanted to really say it. So Mm I thought I would read this, and then we're going to play the song that he uh, recorded and sang. And I thought everybody would enjoy listening to him. He's got an awesome voice, and he's a very talented musician. He blows me away, and I, I'm so impressed with his music. I thought we could play some of it. Okay. So here's what he says in his email. He says, are you familiar with the phrase, so much to say, so little time? That would be me. There were a couple of key points that I neglected to mention and would like to share with you. For people who are divorcing, who have children, be absolutely sure to constantly communicate your love to them. Trust me, they really need to hear it. Divorce is a very disorienting time for children. 
they're not going to be comfortable with the shuttling between two homes, and part of them is likely to wonder if the divorce is their fault. So you really need to let them know that no matter what, you love them, and please, 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 please do not use them as a weapon against your estranged spouse. Putting children in the middle of a divorce or speaking ill of the other parent is just plain wrong. Having experienced that with my parents, I can tell you that it does not leave pleasant memories. It's also really important that you work toward forgiving the other person. In the long run, that's the healthiest choice. Recently, I came across a verse of scripture from Colossians 3.13 that reads, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. For believing, uh, for believers in Christ, forgiving our estranged spouse is not just a suggestion, it's a command. If the other person initiated the divorce, that's on them. If they're divorcing you unbiblically, that's on them as well. Remember what Jesus said about divorce and adultery. You still have to get to the point of forgiveness. It's not easy, which is why you need to go to the Lord with your pain and let him help you through it. For anyone going through the pain of divorce, I urge you to use it as an opportunity to experience the love of God. Go to him and ask for his help. The Lord loves it when we call on him. That's because he loves you. For every heart that is breaking or broken, God loves you. He loves you so much, and he's waiting for you. Phil. Mm, that was very good. Yeah, that's really, really good, Phil. Thanks again for uh, for opening your heart and sharing with us. I, I hope that everybody, our listening audience, got something out of that that uh, would um, encourage you and help you to move on with life. And uh, we, we really like to, to, to uh, let people know that they can be encouraged and that God loves them and cares about them and that they don't have to stay in the in the funk that they're in. You can go mm-hmm. forward. And I know that this podcast probably didn't, you know, speak to everybody, but that's okay. It spoke to some people and that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So let's play the song that Phil is uh, singing and then we'll come back and introduce next week's subject and we'll go. So here you go. This is uh, by Phil Donaldson. It's called I Celebrate You with my life right here on take him with you
Wow, cool, huh? Yeah, he has a great voice, and it's kind of a different arrangement, kind of East Indian kind of sounding. That was cool. Maybe yeah. he should have sang Happy Birthday to Star Trek. <laughs> Definitely would have done better than um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there with you, dear. Oh, maybe you guys could have done a, a duet together <laughs> for Happy Birthday. <laughs> uh, so that was excellent. Thank you, Phil, again so much for sharing your heart and just being part of Taking With You. That was really cool of you. Okay, so next week. Next week, we have another series on relationship, another Mm -hmm. in our series, but not really about broken relationships, but how to maintain a long-distance relationship. Yeah, we have a friend and listener to the podcast uh, named Jamie, who her husband is deployed, and I don't know if he's in Afghanistan or Iraq, uh, but one of those places, mm-hmm. and they have to, and they talk back and forth on Skype and all that jazz. And she's going to share. We, I have some questions for her. She's going to share um, how they deal with long distance relationships, um, because you know there are a lot of people that do at at least one point in their marriage or in their relationship with someone that they're going to be away from them for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And how do you keep the, that relationship? How do you stay faithful? How do you continue to grow in that relationship? And uh, you know, there's some tips, I'm sure, that uh, I don't know. I haven't been away from you for very long in 25 years. I think the longest we've ever been apart is maybe like 11 or 12 days. It was 11 days on a mission trip um, yeah. that I went on. Mm-hmm. And that's the longest well, I've ever been away from trips, you for 25 but... years. Actually, yeah. 26 probably. Yeah, Around we, there. You know, you've, been, you've had to go away for different trips now and then. But um, the last couple of years, we've been together... You know, sometimes I go away for work or you go away for like one day, but not. Well, when we were together in the house all the time, you wanted to strangle me. (laughs) No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, a little bit. Not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot. (laughs) Well, you know. Now if I only cooked and, well, I did cook. You could. If I cleaned better, you You would be happy. I vacuumed this morning. Yeah. You know why? Why? I vacuum. Not because I like vacuuming, but I like to watch, because we have one of those bagless vacuums. Uh I like to watch all the dirt swirl around like a cyclone on the inside. You know, I I read an article one time. I like that. that, It's cool. That when Dysons first came out. Yeah. um, Because we we don't have a Dyson, but we have a kind of a copy, um, smaller version. We have a Bissell. A Bissell. And it's not a um, copy. Well, it has a similar technology where it has a clear bagless so you can watch the dirt um, get sucked up inside and the dog that, hair swirl around. men were more likely to buy that kind of vacuum cleaner. Like a tornado. Cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they were more likely to buy that kind. I don't know if that's why. Well, because really, honestly. It, it just, I guess it looks more like high tech. Well, I mean, really, futuristic. honestly, honestly, vacuuming sucks. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, dear. I wonder if it's anything like ironing, huh, Mike? I don't know. You know, I think it's a British thing about the whole ironing thing. I was listening to an interview. Mike said that you got the honorable mention of of ironing the other day. Do you vacuum, Mike? I was listening to an interview. Um, the Women Talk Sci-Fi interviewed Maria Sirtis. Oh, yeah. And, Counselor Cleavage. And I guess that she is just like a... Um, a vacuuming no, nut? No, no. An ironing nut. She has to iron everything. Really? Yeah, so I think it might be a British thing. That's smooth of her. They have to iron everything. Here in the States, we use um, electric dryers most of the time. Did they press her for more questions? I don't know. But we use use 
dryers here most of the time so like electric tumble dryers so we usually just take things out of the dryer and hang them up right out of the dryer so we like we dryers don't. ice cream too and i try to buy you like wrinkle free dress shirts uh-huh. so i don't it's have true. to iron them <laughs> i've rarely seen the iron out at our house well, well when i when i was wearing a suit a lot you ironed a lot when you when you used to pastor i used to iron almost weekly and but, speaking uh, of that yeah, I need to go need take to a shower and put on my wedding for... clothes. I'm going to put on my wedding clothes and go get some couples hitched. And it's going to be a beautifully warm day today, yeah. nearly hot. 77, almost, 80 degrees. Almost 80 degrees, and you're going to be in a black suit. I'll be the man in black. Yes, he and Johnny Cash. I fell into the burning ring of onion. Onion? Onion ring. I went down, 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 but I really wanted a funyun. You are being goofy. Birds, birds, birds. I can't get that low. That ring, of, ring fire. of fire. What What are we doing all this singing on it? And <laughs> and, and the worst part is our singing well. is poor on this episode. So, Okay, well. that's it. We're done. Uh, we will see everybody next week. And uh, with a cool interview, hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll get the interview done. And you get to hear from our friend Jamie. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy that, uh, talking about long-distance relationships. Okay, everybody, have a great day. Uh, This has been a Warrior Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. What are you going to do when it turns 2012? I'll probably mess up a lot and have to start over all all year trying to get it right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Amy. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great one. When everything falls apart and the best you can do is get through each day. Wonder will this never end? Is it always gonna be this way? And the greatest lie you ever been told is you're the only one to walk on this road. And you'll never see the light of dawn. So we came together to say, together to say, hold on. Come close. Got a quick question for you. How about them 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers? We won the most recent Super Bowl, and I don't see any reason why we're not going to win it all again this year. And if you're a Packers fan, be sure to check out our new podcast, The Packers Fan Podcast, where we talk about, well, basically we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers, aren't we, Dallin? That's exactly right. And obviously we're all happy about football being back in any form, but especially with the Packers coming off their Super Bowl win last year over the Steelers and a very strong schedule, but it's going to be exciting. And obviously we're both looking forward to the season. And you can call in your feedback, 904-469-7469. Again, 904-469-7469. And again, just find us on the web at PackersFanPodcast.com. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favorites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV classic toys, and brand new technology and gadgets. 
You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash outofrange. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast, And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of season five and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind the scenes information. Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. 
and we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day.